tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Look, we don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, listeners. This is our 102nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wabam Entertainment. Tonight, in the first of our HBO Max movie specials, we are covering an absolute Hollywood anomaly. A movie powered by the spirit of the fans who willed it into existence. I am, of course, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, the real Justice League. As a reminder, the other HBO Max streamers that we will be covering, or have currently scheduled, are Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, we're going to do some yeah. Space Jam, yeah. Suicide Squad, probably Dune, Woo. and probably The Matrix. So, But here's, like... We know Godzilla vs. Kong is a worthwhile watch. And from the early 13 minutes they released, apparently Mortal Kombat's awesome. The Space Jam, I'll watch it. But my hope here is that they fix Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, the Suicide Squad's going to rain the pain and the dead James bodies. Gunn rules. I am thrilled for King Shark. Yes, uh, I second that. That aside, points of order, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself at WriterTLK. Captain Cashew happens to live in a society. Where can they find you? You can find me in a society at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. Uh, we've got Batman's F-bomb, Chumpsilla. Hey, you can find me wandering in the desert with goggles on on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. And uh, you know what? I like your goggles. So there. And Your we've got those are terrible. We've got that the suck. We've got the one and only world conqueror himself, Steppenwolf, Mayor McCheese. Again, say it right, Steppenwolf. And yes, you can find me at HBOF McCheese. <laughs> Steppenwolf. I would kneel before Steppenwolf. Not Steppenwolf, though. Zero oh, no, chance I mean, I'd kneel before that guy. They're they're essentially cousins. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so this movie is available to stream on HBO Max and hopefully someday soon on a special edition uh, 4K or Blu-ray release that I will buy and cherish with all of my being. Uh, and tonight, for this pod, we are drinking Left Hand Brewing's Galactic Cowboy Nitro Imperial Stout. Because if there's one character that you'd hate to see sauntering into your proverbial saloon, it'd be Darkseid, because even if you were related to him, he'd step on your head and smash it. Cheers to that. Is Darkseid left-handed? I mean, I, I think he's probably ambidextrous, if I had to guess, but... Is that the noise the actual can makes? It sounds like oh, one yeah. of the fucking alien invasions. This thing is powered up, dude. It's a, <laughs> it's a, boom, is, baby. It's a boom tube to your taste buds, I'm and I like it. I'm assuming it's a pint. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I love, I love stouts, so I would give this absolutely three out of three movies. Now, if those movies were the Snyder Cut, um, I watched it twice in one day. That was a lot for me. So uh, I don't. That's think... a lot for any human. <laughs> I that's don't. A full, think that's a full work fair. day without a lunch break. Well, I did take the day off work to watch it. So 
what's that? What's, that what's is the a AV? bold choice. It's the I AVG say as I sit boy. here in full Joker makeup. Uh, the ABV on this is 9.0. <laughs> uh, but it is good. I like it a lot, so I highly recommend it. Straight diesel. Yeah. Yeah, that is that, that's essentially motor oil. So Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, just like Josh Dash League, stars all the same people, except for all the people they inexplicably cut, who I will mention after the real stars, which is Ben, hooray, I look badass again, Affleck as Batman, Henry, black suit for the win, Cavill as Superman, Gal, nobody falls on my breast this time, Godot as Wonder Woman, Ray, I'm more than a caricature now, Fisher as Cyborg, Jason, I'd still love to have a beer with that guy, Momoa as Aquaman. Still love to have a beer with that guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a. I think that's around the pot. Universal, like yeah. To have a beer with that guy. It'd be a lot of fun. Yep. You've got Ezra. I'm much less of a goofy jackass, and I do some really cool shit. Miller as the Flash. Eh, I still would not like to have a beer with that guy. Maybe, maybe not. I like this, but this Flash I like so much better than the last one. Uh, Syrian, I have an arc now. What? I'm a character. No fucking way. Hines is Steppenwolf. Uh, and uh, Amy Adams as Lois Lane she said yes this time not how do you feel itchy Uh, and you've got Jeremy the Woodchopper Irons as Alfred now here's some of the people that will mention that were just cut out of the last movie you've got Ray Porter as the voice of Darkseid that dude's awesome he's really great dude can I ask do we know if he was cut out or they just added Darkseid to this one no he was cut out the only scene they reshot man who's dressed as joker is your scene or which not why that oh was my God. We're, we're gonna we're i'm gonna complain about it this is just what i had in my closet <laughs> that's that, it i have that is very telling isn't it i do have uh-huh. i do have questions now additional questions yeah <laughs> you've got ryan Zhang as ryan Choi. hey adam shows up in this thing not the adam really but the character that no, would become adam. the adam yeah yeah he counts thank thank you Gail Simone. You've got Karen Bryson as Eleanor Stone and Kiersey Clemens as Iris West. Uh, it was really awesome to see Cyborg's mom in the movie because she's a big part of that trauma. And she Cyborg's mom is pretty badass, too, yeah. for what it's worth. So I uh, love the uh, Mrs. Stone, Dr. Stone. I'm like, <laughs> get him. She suffers no fools, that's for sure. Uh, as we discussed in our hundredth episode, the events that led to the theatrical cut of just uh, the theatrical cut of Josh Dash League, or Justice League, are awful in many ways. Uh, but really, at the heart of all that was this tragedy that Zack Snyder suffered, um, and he stepped away. So, being able to finish this movie was sort of a catharsis for him. It's dedicated to his daughter, and it really all came about on that fateful two-year anniversary, which we mentioned in our quiz in episode one hundred. When Ben, Gal, uh, everybody joined in the release, the Snyder Cut hashtag. The studio called him the next day. They said, let's do this. Let's just release it. And he said, no, no, I'm not doing that. But what can we do? And they came to an agreement. HBO Max said, yeah, let's go. This movie, of course, premiered March 18th, which by the time this drops will be over a week ago. We don't have particulars on streaming or any of that stuff. We do know he was given $70 million to finish the film which included lots of VFX work, as well as that new scene, which included Jared Leto's Joker. Never thought I'd be excited to see him again, but here we are. Now, 
Last I checked, it was 74% on Rotten Tomatoes with 206 reviews, and it has a user score of 97% with over 10,000 reviews, so markedly better reviewed than its predecessor. That kind of feels like uh, when a dictator gets like 97% of the vote a little. I, you know, I think 75 to 80% is probably fair. It's obviously better that, than the I'm theatrical cut. I'm inclined to cut. agree. Um, but yeah. I can see I mean, people I think not that's enjoying the clear it as takeaway, well. right? So, yes, that yeah. is the clear takeaway. Um, it, it is better. Um, it looks better. Oh, way, way better. Yeah, we're going to get mean, into all that. Uh, yeah. So how would you describe this one in one sentence? I'll just lead off and maybe this will do it. Is If this was unwatchable, please pass me whatever you were smoking that day to then watch the Whedon one and be like, all right, it's good to go. <laughs> we're ready. Here we go. Keep the date. Like, How? 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 I mean, and how? Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll discuss it, but I don't know how you can't salvage this and not change it. But I'm also not a studio exec. Uh, yeah, yeah. Poor Joker, Captain Cash. Uh, give us yours. <laughs> we Justice League in a society. Ah, 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 ah. Uh. uh Chumpzilla, I, I, can you follow that up? I no, not really. But I think this, you know, my one sentence description here would be like, you know, that they had the Ghostbusters, and then so we had to have the real Ghostbusters for the animated series because there was already like an animated property called the Ghostbusters with the giant ape that with the gorilla. It was with, great. Right. Yeah. And they drove like an old timey car, uh, you know, some uh, shitty, shitty, chang, uh, shitty, 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 bang, bang kind of thing going on. But anyway, so yeah, after watching the Jostas league, I think this should be called Zack Snyder's the real justice league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, McCheese. I don't really think I'm going to be able to top Mary Shelley's Justice League, but I did want to put this out. <clears throat> I'll do it in my stage voice as Justice League, the opera, since it's four hours long. <laughs> and there's actually a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot yeah. of uh, vocalization singing type stuff. That... Uh, like so much to uh, the point where someone would be like, Zach, buddy, just. Yeah. Dial it back. Slowly. Well, he didn't I do have, the have, score, so I, I mean, he endorsed it, and I do like the score. I now that I've listened, had a chance to listen to it outside of the movie, I like it a lot. But we'll talk about that as well. Uh, so the actual description from IMDb: Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of Justice League, Justice League. Period. So uh, that's not a sentence. Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from approach, from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportion. Yeah, that's decent. That, yeah, that's pretty much fair. it. Yeah. So, hold on, hold on. I, I think I've got a better one-sentence description now. Um, Batman, on a mission from the new gods, is trying to get the band back together. Ooh, I like that. I Ooh. actually, yeah. Cut, print, let's go. Justice League 2000. Big heroes, big music. We're going to get into the plot in this beast of a movie. I've broken it down into those chapters. And when we get to characters that weren't in the last movie, 
we'll get into a little bit more detail about who they are because you might not be as familiar with them. And really, you're probably not familiar with Dark, uh, Steppenwolf because they told you shit all about him in the last movie. And he had no motivation. Be aware, from here, listeners, we will get into deep spoiler territory about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, go ahead and do that and come on back. So this movie opens with the death of Superman at the hands of Doomsday, and the howls of his death are echoing throughout the world, which are awakening the three mother boxes. I love this scene. I love the way it's done. Uh, of course, those mother boxes being of Themyscira, Atlantis, and Earth. I will say that this does a nice job of making this a very clear sequel to Batman vs. Superman, and it also very nicely ties together the various stakes that we're talking about. Just as you mentioned, we get scenes where it's the mother box, which is in Cyborg's basically closet, Themyscira, and then as well Atlantis to let us know, hey, these where they, this is where they are. And I appreciated that. Yeah, and yeah. if you're an eagle eye, you'll catch that that shot of Mira is what Whedon recycled for then the Atlantis attack in the movie. Like, he really cobbles together a lot of shit, yes. and it really broke my brain watching this movie. It is weird because you do catch stuff that's like, wait a minute, that's from another part of the other movie. It mm -hmm. feels almost like it's out of sequence for a second until you, your yeah. brain clicks and goes with the new continuity. So that's the opening credits. I loved it. Um, of course, this is the sequel I, more so than any of you, have been waiting for because I love Batman versus Superman. So, man, that took me on a real trip there for a minute. Now we got part one, don't count on it, Batman. Bruce is in Iceland trying to recruit Aquaman. Now, I'm going to brush over a lot of stuff that's very similar because we did do Just Ash League in episode 100. This chapter is particularly crucial because it establishes the change in Batman much better and more organically than I think the other movie does. Right? He's made a promise to Superman on his grave that he's going to unite the necessary forces to protect Earth should the need arise. Here's my thought on this. I feel like Just Ash League established that but what this movie does is provide a lot more clarity as to what the hell is going on. There's a lot of establishing shots. There's a lot of understanding between what's happening in this village where the, the Aquaman has only just showed up because if he didn't, this village would have starved to death. There was no way in or out of this village. I appreciated all of that. Not only that, we also got a nice little beat where Batman or Bruce Wayne is playing dumb, completely understands the language they're speaking and does the whole like, I've listened to you talk back and forth in your own language. Oh, wait, I speak your language, which I thought was a very nice character beat. I, I will say I, I miss as much as Whedon tried to hoke it up with his comedy. I miss the Wayne's world like, hey, man, if Aquaman says he's not Aquaman <laughs> and the picture on the wall. <laughs> And oh my god, the picture on the wall is so like I when the picture now, I'm, I'm, is not on the wall, I was like, okay, this is already better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, I, I want to say that I'm joking in that when they like when they didn't cut to the exact like it it's almost like if you took a Microsoft Paint version of Jason Momoa and put him on a wall. I like when they didn't do that, I was like, huh. They actually know the audience is somewhat smart. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously this scene makes more sense than the Snyder Cut. Um, I do miss a little bit of the comedic notes you got in the Whedon scene, though. 
This is much more straightforward and logical, though. Um, and it still has some of that cute character moments in it, you know, just not as cheesy as the as the Whedon version. I, I did miss, for what it's worth, the that's not the saying, that's the opposite of the saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's just, the banter is a little more dry in the Snyder Cut, but the scene makes a lot more sense. So it's like, okay. I would I would argue that the comedy is actually stronger here because it doesn't overplay it, and you still get oh Gotham that shithole. Um, I, I, we still got the oh dressed up like a bat, huh? Yeah, you don't get That's the hard cut to different Affleck after looking at the cartoon of Momoa holding the uh, mother box, which you know I, I heard a lot of things in the build up that's like oh this is going to be like universe breaking for these other movies, and it's like. I mean, more universe breaking than cartoon Aquaman holding the mother box that he's not supposed to know about really at all because he doesn't like going to Atlantis. He's never been there. <laughs> well, that's not fair. He, he's been there repeatedly and clearly has an opinion about his mother. But in, in the Aquaman movie, he'd never been there. So, like, the things they do in the sort of aborted monstrosity that, that Whedon ended up cobbling together are much more universe-breaking than anything in this movie, aside from the, hey, we don't want to do Darkseid for some friggin' reason that I'll never understand, because he's awesome. But anyways, so... Hey, before we move on from the Iceland scene, let's take a moment to talk about the sweater-sniffing chant-singing portion of it, where the movie takes like a 45-second break to turn into a teaser trailer for Midsummer. Well, as someone who has watched Midsummer numerous times, it is very Midsummer. And as someone that is a human with a sex drive, let me tell you, everyone would sniff Aquaman's sweater every time. I would agree with that. That's the, that's the most sh- human thing that happens in this entire movie. Somebody just picks up Aquaman's sweater is like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just sad he kept his pants on. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if we were taking a snap poll, we're all sniffing that sweater. I mean, yeah. it's a hard, it's a hard R. I mean, it, not a hard R, but it's an R-rated movie. Have Jason Momoa pop those pants off? I could use Whip some. Dick uh, out, Momoa. Let's see I, that dude. I was gonna go more for Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go more for Aqua Quad, but sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to see some. I'm just trying to see some Waterman cheeks here. Yeah. Uh, Do you think yeah, it has yeah, gills? Yeah. I assume it has gills. You see right. that big tuna? Big tuna. Okay. Okay. So, Wonder Woman. Meanwhile, she's doing the same heroic shit, only in much cooler ways. I mean, uh, here's my thing. There's there's a whole lot of people thrown against the wall, blood stain throughout this film, and they play it up a lot in this one. And I'm kind of like, eh, listen, okay. I'm going to tell you this. If some terrorists took took some kids and I could throw somebody's head off the ground like a basketball and I had that power, I'm going to mess some people's day up. And that's Maybe what Wonder that's Woman why does. you're not a hero. Uh, am I Homelander? <laughs> Probably. But <laughs> oh. I mean, if it makes any difference, I don't even watch the show, but apparently Homelander is on Twitter saying how he likes this movie. Homelander did say he liked this movie. Of course, he ain't I've no given that man a hug. Yeah. Um, I think the, you know, like, yeah, there's the blood and stuff. Most of this movie I didn't think was that bad at all. It got the R because there's four F words, really, I think. Um, but four? the music is Counted so two. much. There's two in this scene. Batman says one and Cyborg says one. Yeah. But there's two but... in this scene from the terrorists saying, shut the bleep up. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there's two. I didn't so, even notice. And those, you don't even see the guy say it, so those would be cut out. Uh, uh, you could probably just roll with the Batman one, and this is PG-13. Like, So for all that like hullabaloo about, oh my too. god, it's rated R, it's not that big a deal. I've, you know... Dude, my dad was taking me to see Alien 3 when I was in, like, second grade, so... Alien 3? Because he wanted to hurt you? Well, we didn't know it sucked at the time, you know? That's a fair point. <laughs> it's it was, just like, it oh, was cool, the early Alien 90s. 3. Yeah. Um, the music is so much better. I cannot stress that having her pounding score back, even though there is a lot of the weird chanting uh, mixed in with a lot of the Amazon stuff, her score is so badass. Here's my thing. So badass. It feels like the electric violins got replaced with whatever the the ululating like vocalization chant singing. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, it really sucked because we do get that and it leads into the electric violins. But it's like no no no, I, you clearly don't understand. I just want the electric violins. Just just give it to me. Like Yeah. Well, every single time ass. there's an Amazon, it's like all right, weird keening noise. Go. Yes. That ha- I, I would agree that once or twice was probably sufficient with that. Anyways, Alfred remains incredible. And uh, then we go back to Metropolis. Uh, we get a window into Lois's grief. That's another thing this movie does far better, is showing her day-to-day struggles with the loss of Superman. She goes to Heroes Park every day to remember her lost love. Listen, I, I appreciate that they're taking the time to show us how this has affected Lois, and we'll, we'll talk about this later, but this movie doesn't know what to do with Lois Lane. The last movie didn't either, but she doesn't do anything. The big thing is, and I'll talk about this when we get to the end, just about what I know that would have come, she was going to be very central to the sequel, in a in a tragic way and then what would come after um but yeah i mean it's a four-hour movie and they really had to build four characters and she still has more to do than she did the last time and they don't have stupid jokes and a lady on the tv going they shoved a probe up his ass which oh man if i could punch josh for one thing it'd be that stupid stupid news interview good grief and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe the movie explains to us further down the road that Lois is so depressed the death of Superman that she's no longer working. Yes. Well, yeah. people deal now, with grief in different ways. No, I'm saying that, yeah, that's, I mean, she's she's in a dark place. She's in and, a bad, yeah, she's in a bad spot. Like, and uh, all you really do see her do is uh, she drops coffee off t- uh, to, uh, to the police, uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, James, James McClure is cyborg Later. saves him. You see him twice. So yeah, okay, he's okay. not in the, so, the so, goofball prison scene where he's Batman's mole on the inside. He's the cop at Heroes Park. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. So we move from one uh, chanting section to another because now we're on Themyscira with the Amazons who find themselves in some deep doo-doo with a Steppenwolf who's actually scary. Oof. And man, uh, I mean, the, there's subtle differences to the action because obviously Zack shot all the action, but the differences really make it much better especially the way steppenwolf escapes this area that they have contained the mother box um where it falls into the ocean and here they come out of the ocean the the um the parademons and steppenwolf flying through the air it's freaking incredible i only have two issues with that one the amazons who are all like there's literally 30 Amazons in a room all looking at the mother box before they watch it crack and they're like, oh, something's going on. 
that when shit comes to take the mother box, they all just stand around and not immediately kill anything that comes through the boom tube. And secondly, there's like this action scene, while it's significantly better, right? It's more exciting. There's more going on. I found myself constantly watching this going, run, get the mother box away. There's a lot of standing around and like, yeah, she runs. She runs off a wall, stabs a parademon, stabs another parademon. All the other While stuff, they're running. While she's holding the mother box. Like, throw the mother box out, have the super abby ladies knock the, the things out, just let the whole thing yeah. fall. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just stop right there. Because we can all take a moment to appreciate that last chick's abs when she smashes the timber. Straight up, these uh, abs, baby. 300 mm. style. But no, the, my biggest problem with this is why are they trying to seal the tomb when the dude comes and goes through boom tubes? I don't know if they know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. They yeah. weren't. They weren't around the last. They saw. Time he they saw him up. arrive. If they the box is gone, they're not completely sure that he can boom tube just anywhere without the box. It has to be around the box. So if they get the box far enough away, he's trapped theoretically. I, now I disagree that that's a thing, but I will say, let's destroy the whole temple and definitely kill at least the parademons and the dude who's here. Yeah, like maybe they can't teleport guys, out fast enough. I get that. I, this is, I suppose, it, this it, is it, a four-hour movie. We can't nitpick about really stupid shit no, like no, that. No, no, like, no. But hey, this it's is magic a good action boxes. scene. Thunderous Wizard. It's a good action scene. And I'll tell you personally, the highlight of this movie from an action standpoint is, in my opinion, is when uh, Steppenwolf like flings Wolf. three horses over his shoulder, you know, with the rope. That was uh, pretty cool. He is pretty brutal in this fight scene, and it like really worked to set up the villain as being somebody ruthless and evil. I'm gonna steal Thunderous Wizard's boner here, but when he snaps off all those arrows with his armor, oh yeah, he shrugs. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, that is a much better movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, totally, not totally for cool. nothing. The Steppenwolf design alone is just so much better. Yes. Like in even the, the close-up shots, even the close-up shots look better. Like I don't understand why you would go from one to the other, other than someone went, "Well, we can make him look like this, or we can make him look like this, but it's thirty million dollars cheaper." But and this is a this is a global comment. Sorry, I'm cutting you off here. But in this movie, he has a story, and a story that like I kind of gave a shit about, and I, I even reached out to ask you guys because I'm not totally in tune with the comics but like when they zoom in on even his face you can see he has emotional properties where he's trying to regain dark sides you know quote-unquote love if you will agree and Favorite. and like yeah. it's so like the utilization of his character in this movie is light years beyond the last one we watched oh yeah 100 well and with that from it's like it's like if Mike Pence had a soul. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, clearly Steppenwolf is Mike Pence, and Darkseid is Trump, and you know he's just trying to impress his master. Uh, except, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are all valid points. Uh, <laughs> we need to scoot, or we're <laughs> we need to scoot, or we're going to be having a three-hour pause. So yeah, Jesus. I think the I, big. I need I, I love this scene. I, I love when he, he jumps in front of the, the one horse, she spears him, and then he just hip tosses the horse. And of course the arrow thing, but it's all it's incredible. Um also it has daughters of Thymuscira, show him your fear. We have no fear. And it's like, yes, these women are 
incredibly badass. That evoked 300 for me to a yes. point where I was like, oh, yeah, Zack Snyder directed 300. I yes. that. Yeah, that, that, that scene had a lot of the good things from 300 in it. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay it, with it. I'm, a, for I'm that, okay with it characters. just for the chick abs. And, and and I will say here, again, we get a lot of that Middle Eastern chant singing and, and not enough of the Wonder Woman theme. But I guess technically this isn't a Wonder Woman scene. So that's kind of... Yeah, no. We, we don't need Wonder Woman's electric violins. The that's chant good singing point. cool here. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's right, because this is supposed to be more the old, the old world that she's from. So it sort of gives you a good distinguishing yeah. point between new, old, whatever. So Fear or No Fear, Steppenwolf lays a beat down on some horses and them, and he's got the first box. Part two, The Age of Heroes. Steppenwolf sets up shop at Bizarnoff. Just kidding, that dumbass name isn't in this movie. <laughs> Wait, Bizarnoff was in the... Yes. The that's, wow, I don't even remember. Bizarnoff, yeah. Uh, Hippolyta must warn Diana with the arrow of Artemis. The most important elements Ugh. of this chapter are Wonder, are Wonder Woman using the arrow of Artemis to discover the secret history of Uxus, or Darkseid's initial conquest on Earth, which she later recounts to Bruce. Uh, Waterman, appearing yeah! to embrace his destiny by visiting this old shrine somewhere in the vicinity of Atlantis. Volko! Yes! Here's my only problem. We get another Aquaman in a bar scene, and I'm just like, why not just have him, like, from from where he swims away and someone sniffs his sweater, we get, like, three minutes of him rescuing a dude and, like, oh, here's a dude. I'm going to drink whiskey. Here's a cool splash thing. Yeah, I I did miss uh, the way he enters the water in the original opening scene because he just disappears in the water in this movie i can't stand it because it's a green screen backdrop and it looks like shit yeah but i, I like I the can't. effect i like the effect of him jetting through the water that was missing from that first scene well, I, I mean I, we can, he just we can disappears go, but anyway yeah, can, yeah we can go into pretty yeah. thorough details of like what could be left on the chopping room floor and this is one of those things like we all know what aquaman does yeah you could skip that but it is one of those character building things like he helps out fisher still, people and yeah, he likes and he's to still drink a loner. and then yeah. he's going to go occasionally talk to his uncle. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but he's we a, already he's know prick, that. He's a prickly oh, yeah. is, hero, it, yeah. is it necessary? Well, we, no. we, is, you have is to it think. Necessary? No. Is it a this bad is before, scene? No. This is before his solo movie. We wouldn't so this have is known all, This is all the Aquaman we this get. This would have been before so much stuff. This is two, This is 2017, right? We're, we wouldn't have known about Aquaman's entire story until December of 2018. So so here's the answer, though. When he leaves that original fishing village and goes, you out of your mind, Bruce Wayne, and he takes off his sweater and he throws it, he walks out onto the pier into a wave that would ki- clearly kill a normal person, and then he disappears, and then we can see him go to the Falco scene. We don't need an additional... Five okay, minutes well, where he's rescuing a random yeah, sailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we agree. We agree. I mean, it's it, it makes more sense though in the context. All, of the all time. you're proving though is that they could have cut they the studio could have cut two hours from what they had, and instead they made chicken shit out of chicken salad, which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do. I that's the that's the opposite of the saying. Yeah, it's not the that saying is the opposite all. of the like yeah. they had two hours worth of usable footage, not even oh, yeah. with Dark Side. You easily can cut around that yeah. and just edit the frigging ending of this movie. Sure. And they totally bungled it in the yes. worst ways imaginable. Yes. They're, they're, this, is hardly unwa- this is hardly unwatchable. Yeah. So this is 
Now you got Steppenwolf. He's onto the Atlantis box. Um, his aims are becoming clearer. He must conquer the Earth to re-ingratiate himself, as Mayor McCheese mentioned, to Darkseid because apparently at one point he had betrayed him. He is no longer trustworthy. He is an outcast. He is not welcome in Apocalypse. Really cool. Decide. Fuck yeah. Um, lots of plot here. And most of it is made awesome because of Darkseid. Now we're going to talk briefly about that history lesson because Darkseid isn't in the other movie. Uh, I think sort of inexcusably. And he's the guy who came to Earth originally to conquer it. So, Chumzilla, right. give us a little background on the new gods and all that good stuff. All right. Gather around, kids. Let's have a little story time with Uncle Chumpzilla here while we talk about Jack Kirby's new gods. So, basically, <clears throat> Dark Side, for those who don't know, and, you know, this goes to our listeners like Mary McCheese, who really didn't know who Dark Side was, other than he's the big bad guy, right? And how does he know Steppenwolf? Well, uh, they all come from the first, excuse me, <clears throat> the fourth world stories, which is a universe created by Jack Kirby involving the new gods. Uh, this is this all came out in the early seventies and went on into the eighties because the characters, like most of which became quite popular. Nineteen seventy was the year he premiered. Yep, and so basically, these new gods consist of two warring planets, one good, one bad. You've got New Genesis, the good planet, and you've got Apocalypse, the bad planet. And uh, on Apocalypse, it's kind of run by like some sort of um, you know monarchy, and basically Darkseid was a ruthless uh, player, Game of Thrones style, killed his family members to take the throne. Um, he's the ruler of Apocalypse. His uncle Steppenwolf is one of his right hand men. <coughs> Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. <laughs> Yeah, and and they do allude to that betrayal of some sort. I'm assuming there was some political backstabbing on Apocalypse, and that's why uh, Steppenwolf has fallen out of favor uh, with uh, President Trump. I mean, Dark Side. It just appears to me that Desaad set him up. That's just the context I felt from the movie that Desaad had was almost like Creme of Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like you know. Like I said, Game of Thrones style political backstabbing going on in Apocalypse. It's a dog eat dog world. And we don't really talk about any of the good new gods, so I won't mention it. But my favorite by far is Mr. Miracle. Um, that was my dream cameo in this movie that we actually get some of the, the new gods, I mean, the good technically, new gods. Technically, Mr. Miracle was raised on Apocalypse. He is the son of the High Father. Yes. Yeah. That's that is that is true. Um he 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 was a new Genesis. A person raised on apocalypse fucking love miracle man yeah um great action figure too and then these mother boxes we're talking about these are straight out of these new god stories as well and in the comics they're like these like sentient supercomputers that can do like almost anything they're a smartphone um, they're a smartphone like that a cosmic the tube. yeah they're like a cosmic smartphone um, and they do have the power to heal. So the angle in this movie that they are some sort of regenerative power, that is relatively comic accurate. Uh, and I think you could probably tell me that this is correct, Captain Cash, but I believe the connection with Cyborg is part of the new 52 yeah. uh, uh, continuity. Um, but even historically, they've been shown to have restorative powers, and they do get connected to their owners. So they do connect with whoever you know, owns them and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, this is also referenced in Batman vs Superman and the, the bell is rung and the tick, 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 tick thing from Lex. In the comics, these boxes tend to tick. 
when they're being activated. So that's again very very comic uh, accurate. So that's good good use of source material by Mr. Schneider here. All I'm gonna say is you you get a bunch of Jewish nerds in the '70s high as shit on LSD, you get the new gods. Way to yeah. go, Mr. Kirby. And uh, mm-hmm. Jack Kirby's son, for the record, loved uh, this movie. So it it does a really cool job of representing a yeah. lot of that stuff. Hey, I'll just add, just add this folks. The reason we got the new gods is because Marvel wouldn't let Kirby get weird enough with Thor. Well, that's that's part of it. Yeah. And that brings us to chapter 3, well, part 3, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, Hot Dogs and Rescue Dogs. Starro, which was really fucking cool, who clues Steppenwolf into actually where the Atlantean mother box is. And Bruce and Diana are continuing to build their team. Mother box. I do want to say here that I do not like these mind spiders. They, I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a nope. that's a heart. Mm-mm. That was a super geez. cool comic callback. I will say that I didn't expect. So yep, I mean, that is so so. Quick aside here, you dudes uh, all love it. The first time that spider came out, I was like, nope. nope. No, but nope. you gotta understand that is the first monster the Justice League had to fight together in Justice League of America issue number one. They team up against Starro, some interdimensional starfish thing. Yeah, that clings onto your head and mind controls you. Yeah, I have a wood carving of that, and like one of those you know things you get at comic book store. But I have it of the Starro issue. The Justice. Yeah, League. well, I mean, the the bad part is is those things probably fucking exist in Australia. That's well, uh-uh. uh, nope. why do you think uh, they didn't hide a mother box there? Yeah, that was a tactical mistake <laughs> yeah. on the on, uh, on the part of uh, the, the the tribe of men. They could have just put the box in Australia and it just been covered in spiders and scorpions. And Steppenwolf I mean, yeah. would have been like, yeah, nope. Mm, no, no, yep. sorry. Hey, dark side. Yep. Sorry. Can't do it. No, they're uh, it's gone. The yep, dingo ate your mother box. All right. Uh, <laughs> So, God damn it. <laughs> prior to that. <laughs> so, uh, prior to that world building, we get a glimpse into the tragic past the slash present of Cyborg. Uh, this section really hit me in a lot of the feels. It's a little exposition heavy. A lot of the issues I have with the movie are the heavy exposition, but hey, this is his movie. It wasn't going to happen. I really don't have a problem with the four hours. Um, Okay, sports scene in a DCEU movie. This or The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, this is way better because Ben Roethlisberger's the other one. Like, like, are we going to root on that scene? <laughs> so here's my thing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm literally in the sports scene for The Dark Knight Rises. I'm in that movie. You're going to the that bathroom. Movie. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> This, uh, this other sports scene is just a sports scene. You're the guy going to the bathroom before Bane blows up the stadium, which means you were going to miss the start of the game, making you a bad sports fan. I mean, that, but that, checks that, out. that tracks for me. Though. That does track. It tracks. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely tracks. I, I mean, overall, globally, I would say this movie 100% handles Cyborg way better. Way better, yeah. I mean, they, they, they much like Steppenwolf, he's a real character in this movie. Steppenwolf, uh, they give him some actual background. Finally, they don't have a bunch of weird shit that was in Jostash League, and you actually, I mean, I didn't understand in the last movie what his deal was. In this movie, I like the stuff with his mom and everything else. 
you watch that and you're like, oh, yeah, this is heavy. I was a little creeped out by the scene of him up on the wall with all the tubes hooked up to him. Yeah, that was a, that was a little. But creepy. I think it was meant to be creepy. I thought. That oh yeah, no, it nailed it. It nailed it. Yep, yeah, yeah, made me made me like a little uncomfortable. And, and I mean, it, it was it was creepy when he activates the mother box and the only thing that remains is what a three quarters of his head and the rest of it just gets eaten into cyborg land. Yeah, one Maybe. of the uh, one of the behind the scenes, uh, I guess, rose if I'm gonna rouse if I'm gonna say it in the British. English was Jeff Johns demanded that Cyborg have a penis, <laughs> and that's why they recut. Give that. Cyborg a dick. People need to Give know that he still has a penis. Wait, what? So yes. that's a weird hit. That's a you know very weird he, hill to die you know, on. He's cut in half, essentially. Yeah. And so, one, it was too scary, but two, people need to know that he has. Well, now he's got a mother box dick, which, you know. I just don't, I don't understand. Anyway, I agree with all you. I I love what they did with this cut. Uh, We got Bruce recruiting Barry, uh, who remains a snack hole. Yes, great line. All the best parts of Stash or Zach's. Fuck off, Whedon. And (laughs) Diana gets a crash course in uh, tea making before meeting up with Cyborg. I'm telling you, Jeremy Irons is the M... VP. But that's, I mean, it's another scene in Sorry Thunderous Wizard that you could leave on the floor because you don't need Jeremy Irons showing Diana how to make tea. Also, she's 5,000 fucking year old. She should know how to make tea. Listen, yeah, uh, but that's such a very, very British yeah. thing to be a tea snob. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. it, I, I'm torn on that scene because, yes, it's pretty pointless. And it's not really a great like character moment between the two characters, but it's like unintentionally funny. Everything with Irons is great. I would watch Irons <laughs> <is>. do anything. <laughs> he is Jeremy Irons. Hey, I've, on that note, hold on. <laughs> I've often joked with people on Twitter that I would watch him chop wood for four hours. If that's what the Snyder Cut was, I would watch it. That's Joke, quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would watch it. So, you know, we still got the... So wait a minute, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. That line was still in there, so that was Zack Snyder. I like that that line actually pays off more in his cut because you also had him with the wad of cash in the uh, Aquaman scene. And it's like, yes, he literally uses money to get what he wants. That's the joke. It pays off. And Flash says to him, like, we're not all going to fit in your car. He's like, I have something bigger. Like, there's always something bigger. Like, don't worry, dude. Like, all right, let's hit the zoom. Big event here, Steppenwolf claims the Atlantean mother box. Again, I'm just going to stress this action scene is better. I have a question because I have no idea how the comics work. What When Mira and Steppenwolf are fighting and she's like, you know, he says some shit like, I got you trapped. And she says, no, she starts doing something to him. She's what is that? sucking the water out of him. She can yep. control water. So she's literally dehydrating him to death. She's, oh, okay. I was very confused because I was like, she has some sort of power I don't yeah. know about, but obviously she does. Which is admittedly pretty metal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it that's, is pretty I'm, cool. It, it's fairly badass. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what she did to Johnny Depp, too. But like, oh. 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 Hey, oh. So, part hey. four, the change machine. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. I, I just want to mention very quickly, I did really appreciate that the Atlanteans, when they're underwater, basically sound like dolphins. Oh, yeah, that was great. a cool addition. 
And, you know, they, they ended up changing that in Aquaman. I don't blame them for it. But I liked that yeah. here. It felt like uh, you were underwater. It, you yeah. Know? It, made th- it made for a distinct difference between the different realms. Yeah. Right, yeah. It, it made them seem more alien, which I appreciated. Yeah. So you've got yeah, now we're machine. on to part four, the change machine. We've got Toupe Gordon back, who talks about the missing scientists, and then the tunnel fight, which I don't want to beat a dead horse like Steppenwolf would, but it is better. Uh, Much po- better. Post this fight, Steppenwolf discovers that the key to the anti-life equation rests on Earth. Now, if we're going to do a little bit of comics history, the anti-life equation is essentially a way to enchant somebody into doing your bidding for evil. There is, there's an opposite of the anti-life and there's the anti-life. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, uh, according to the comics, he who possesses the anti-life equation has the ability to control all sentient life and if you fall for the equation then you are to their bidding and you will commit heinous crimes so on and so forth um yeah um and in this this tunnel scene um we get some really interesting superhero moments and interactions but one thing that confuses me and i want your opinion on this thunderous wizard is what was the point of the bridge scene where they all have to take turns jumping over what's easily a traversable gap for superheroes. Well, no, it's just more so that she says, we're doing this together, which, again, they put into the end of the movie. Uh, yes. And the Flash is such such a greenhorn, he just goes. But again, the, one of my favorite lines they cut, and this was in the old trailers, is, I didn't think you were real. I'm real when it's useful. I love that line. Yes, and, that is a very good line. Like, there's a lot of good uh, moments between the non-superhero characters, or no, the non, sorry, the non-Superman characters in that tunnel fight. You get a lot of good interaction there because it's the first time they're all together. Yeah, if you want to get super in depth, like the Flash and Cyborg saving all the scientists is incredible. It's one of the, my favorite Flash scenes in the movie. Also, him like getting skinny against the wall and like ducking and like thinking he's going to get shot, even though he's moving within the Speed Force. I really like that a lot, I, and it's just inexcusable to cut it out because. He doesn't do anything cool in the other movie. The gap scene is based entirely on they don't work together. They all traverse the gap in their own way when literally any one of them is capable of traversing the gap for all of them. Now, I will say that the biggest problem with the whole tunnel fight scene is we lose what I one of the stronger Whedon things, which is I've never done battle. You guys have all done battle. What am I supposed to do? And Batman gives the just save one. That's a very strong thing that is absent here. Yeah. Um, which I, Thematically, I think you're right there, Captain Cash. Like, giving Barry that moment of, you know, introspection, like, hey, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this fits very well with the character even in this movie i can see the barry allen in the snyder cut also being like oh crap aliens stuff blowing up okay now now i'm concerned you know like saving people in a liquor store out of car crash that's one thing but now i've got aliens shooting lasers at my head and it gives batman a moment to shine as a leader too except the stupid thing is we already knew that he had saved people and done things i mean he arrested cap and boomerang and suicide squad Right, but who's so yeah? So basically, what you're telling me is that's a huge that's a huge gap here for the uh, Snyder Cut. Where's Kai Jordy? Jai Courtney. (laughs) Jai 
Jorts? Where's where's yeah. Jorts, man? All right. <laughs> I all right. I I can agree. I like that Whedon scene. I don't miss it. I don't miss any of his scenes. But that one, I it think, works. is a, it works. is one that works. Now the the motorboat that can go straight to hell and die in a fire. So yeah, no, completely. And to be clear, when you say motorboat, you mean the point at which Ezra Miller yeah. nuzzles yeah. into the bosom of yeah. Gal Gadot's. Yeah, he trips and falls on her boobs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Is he this... trips and falls in this movie, but he does not land on boobs. True. Okay, so in losing this fight, they discover Cyborg has the third mother box. Uh, he's technically part of the third mother box, and we come to understand that in a much more satisfactory way that. That third box can resurrect Superman. Here we go. Yeah, I I will say my biggest problem, one of my biggest problems with the Jostash League was they're like, oh, the super the, the box will revive Superman. And everybody just goes, yeah, okay. Here they take a little bit more time and explain it. I'm like, okay, now I actually buy it. Cool. And I really appreciate that Aquaman is a naysayer. Like, not everybody's 100% sold on it. Yes. Now, All the King's Horses, Chapter 5, Grave Robbing is still weird, but it's far better written here, I think, um, as is essentially everything in the movie. Yes. It's much better because we get a little subplot about how the Atlanteans had fought the the Amazons and how, actually, wait, no, we're not all that different. So this does pay off later, and I really like that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the interaction between cyborg and flash as well like, yes that might be one of the better jokes in the movie you know uh hey do you think wonder woman's into younger guys and cyborg's like she's five thousand years old everybody's a younger guy all everybody's younger, younger guys. guys yeah that was good and again yeah, that... like to me it's like why would you rewrite that and make it awkward and off-putting which is what they did i mean again i don't think it was that different uh, i'll accept it wasn't but, that good but... but captain cash why yeah. you had no, to spend money to sense. do it why did you do it? Yeah. And every you know business might... requires you to justify why you're spending money. How the fuck do you justify some of the shit they reshot? Yeah. Uh, and that even has a second joke that's really good where uh, Flash is, you know, making the comment like, well, check this off my bucket list, digging up Superman's corpse. And he says, I will say, he was he's, my full, hero. he's full on acknowledging how weird this is. He's he like, yeah, this is weird hero. as hell. Yeah. He's the avatar for the audience here. My favorite joke in this whole scene is that the rich guy's like, yeah, I'm going to send them to just dig up the corpse. I'm going to be back working on my shit. You guys go ahead. <laughs> I did like that. Um, so, of course, they resurrect Superman. The big takeaway, though, is Cyborg has this future vision, uh, a very bleak future. Um, despite the ship's warning, they inadvertently set in motion what is going to be the destruction of Earth because... The future has taken root in the present. Which I absolutely hate because it has no place in this film. No place in this well, film. Well, that's not true. This was written at a time they thought there would be a sequel guaranteed. And you have to remember, he can't go back and change things like that. Was he able you, to you add can. a scene you at the end? You just don't include this scene. Yeah, so no, help I mean, me understand this is this here. huge scene. Like. But, yeah, no, but help me understand this, Thunder Wizard. Let's go back to BVS for a second. Yes. We get the flat, We get future Flash mm -hmm. comes to Bruce Wayne and tells him that Lois is the key. Lois is the key. Right. And then and then he he uses Lois, you know, in the Joss Tash League to 
you know, bring Superman back to his right mind. In this movie, it's basically implied that like Lois is the key because he's going to get her killed in the end. Like it does, there's no payoff in this movie. Well, for Lois but, is the key until you get to, to the. Be. There's no payoff in Infinity War for what comes next because it comes in the sequel. This was supposed to be shot back yeah, to okay, back. No, no, good point. Good point. Um, okay, so, I can buy that. You know, I, I get that. that. Like, and believe me, I'm more yeah. frustrated yeah. than any of you because I love this shit and I really want this to get a no. sequel and I no, want to you know, see these things. Yep. And I don't blame him for just saying, hey, this is my movie. This is how it's going to be because, hey, if it doesn't happen again, he gets to, he showed us what he did. And yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. And, and let me be very clear here. I, I'm sort of now understanding it. I think the problem in my, uh, in my perception is that I'm clouded by the, the Justice League cut. Like, yeah, I forgot. Like that didn't happen. That's not. That's so. You know, because I'm trying to figure out. Hey, what am I supposed to do with Lois here? Lois is the key. That's a payoff meant for the next movie, not this one. And even though Joss Whedon tried to give it to us in his version, and the in next this chapter yeah. is literally the another foreshadow to this like payoff, right? And we're gonna yeah, get okay. there. Um, it just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work. Any of the nightmare stuff just doesn't belong here. It's but a different it, movie. I think what you have to take into account here, Thunderous Wizard, is that the human mind is just one big, like, relevance-creating machine. Like, we want to consume and understand those scenes and, like, relate them to the current story. And I think what Captain Cash is trying to say, and I, I do agree with him to a certain extent, is that the nightmare stuff is so far out and relatively disconnected from where we are right now that it, it, it's distracting. Because... You're, you can't draw the direct parallels. We understand, like, in this movie, we, let's just, let's spoilers, uh, you do get a scene of Superman holding the corpse of a presumably Lois Lane and being comforted by Darkseid. So that's that's really fucking heavy. That's like, some, if you're a comics fan, that is some heavy fucking imagery. But it's like, how, like, how do we get there? What, like, whoa, what? Like, it's just, like, I, uh, I'm trying to, make relevance out of that exactly and it's, t- it's tough the, to do the story to do. is dark side is going to invade or they're going to use the mother boxes to destroy the earth oh wait let's we're gonna jump ahead 30 years in the future let's focus on what's going on right now guys flash forwarding's a, yeah a yeah, try and on, true let's... technique i'm not gonna get hung up on that sure it's no, the cyborg's vision he says no the flesh is go bing boom bomb this that's is, a rat. This that's is a rat. That's this movie's now rat. Now we're in the darkest timeline, and yep. eventually we're going to have to get out of it. And that is an so, audience, you know that, based upon did, that and what I, comes later. And that's uh, fine. Mary Cheese, like, I was just, confused by that. Did is. you understand that? Did you understand that, Mary Cheese? The, 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 the go, no confusion basically put us in the darkest timeline. That got Trump elected. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the go, no to me set up that alternate reality and it's the same kind of shit we saw in mcu so i'm not gonna try to cross streams there and i have no issue with the well, nightmare futures i mean here here's it, what i'll it, say no, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna, no, i am no, gonna no, say no. something here because shit. if you're not gonna say it i'll say it i just wish cyborg had said explicitly after that happens like guys we might have made a mistake like i saw something like like literally he has a nightmare vision 
I wanted the scene where he and Batman talk about their nightmare visions together. Oh, I'm, I'm they sorry. Do, they don't acknowledge we're, it. We're going he, to get something like that if there's a sequel. You have to, like, this is long-form storytelling. It's okay. It's four hours. They, if they have enough time for some of the bullshit in this movie, they had time for them to actually talk about what the fuck is going on. Yeah, oh, you, maybe, you maybe can't he's too, maybe stop he's the too... film. Maybe he's too fucking busy realizing that they just resurrected Superman. I don't Superman, know. His and they dad don't dies realize... five minutes later. And then they're well, like, hey, we have to stop the unity. Bearing. I, at the end of the day, you're trying to tell one story. And then you're shoehorning in a second one. Yeah. Just stop, dude. Like, have fun. It's a fucking movie about magic boxes. And it's supposed to have two sequels that we're not going to get. And why didn't he change it? Because this is his movie and he has the fucking right to say this is what i want to make and here it is and thank god it got to happen thank everybody like you're quibbling over shit that would have paid off if they weren't such assholes okay so much more emotional taking of the third mother box silas sacrificing himself to give the heroes a chance by marking Ah, the box with a heat i hated that signature that seemed weird like, look, look, I mean, okay. they foreshadow it, guys. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Here's my thing. <laughs> it's, fi- it's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. It, it's fine. It, it is fine. It's, it's, it's very fine. I, but, but I was really, like, literally as I'm watching the scene, I was like, wait a minute. Why the fuck did he just nuke himself? What the fuck is going on here? And then they're like, oh, hey, uh, he heated the box up so he could follow it. And I'm like, oh, okay. That happens okay. All right, fair I enough. Yeah, yeah. Say, but why did he have to stand in there to nuke the box. I because think it's like, because he, no, because, because the door he won't make close. Sure it got done. Yeah. He, he had, had to, to make get sure it got done. done. He they made it be separate from Steppenwolf. It, I mean, <sighs> I think he did it to ensure that it got done. He was like, I'm willing to give my life to make sure this gets done. It's yeah. like, why would Captain America jump on a grenade? Because you just you, you're getting shit done. That's it. It's not the same, but that's fine. Uh, I will say why it's a, it's a sacrifice for the greater good. It is the same. I got I got a lot more of the I, I got a lot of Doctor Manhattan out of that. Anybody else? Yeah, a little bit. Sure. I mean, yeah. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Imagery is similar. So, Chapter Six: Something Darker, which is hinted at in the Cyborg flash forward, and then Bruce confirms later in this chapter. But Clark returns to the world of living while the team isolates the location of Steppenwolf's hideout. Now, Superman... Just to stress again, the flash-forward from Cyborg is terrible and has no place in this movie. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that. Cool. Uh, Anyways, Superman gets the return he deserved for Majesty Russell Crowe, Kevin Costner, and uh, the actual music. And then it's time... And uh, uh, screw you, Captain Cash. I love the black suit. It's great. great. That came out of nowhere... So let me say, I appreciate the black suit. I understand it is canonical to Superman's resurrection. It has no place in this film as his return. Him in the black suit, not a great story because the whole point of the resurrection is Superman's back. Now he's going to be Superman, except he's in the black suit. And eventually we're going to get there. But when they do the open the, the collared shirt reveal and it's the black suit under... I fucking hated. Uh, you know, I mean, I didn't enjoy that as much as the colored <clears throat> version, but no, the black suit is a great visual, and it was cool to see it on the big screen. I agree. The black suit is a great visual, but it'd be a better visual for when Superman is 
bad in the bad. No, no, I, 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 I disagree. No, I disagree, Captain Cash, because I, I think like going with those like super like basic visual cues, like oh, black suit means evil Superman, red and blue Superman is good. That's bullshit. It's cool that we got the resurrected Superman in the black suit because it is an awesome visual. It's a great shot of him flying into space and basking in the sun. I loved it. It was great. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to have evil Superman in the nightmare world still wearing the red and blue suit. Because the great. Because uh, because there's no I don't think there's any evidence that like he switches costumes when he goes bad. There's no, but really, no. the visual cues are useful but... for the audience. Are they? I don't think so. The audience I, I, is not that dumb, dude. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's really like kindergarten level logic. I think we're beyond yeah. that with with these movies at this point. Uh, okay, so it's time to stop the unity. And damn, is this so much better this time around? I'd be a lot more excited. But this is why the movie was ruined for me. Basically, the last fucking fifteen minutes. Uh, Flash has to create an energy surge profound enough for Cyborg to enter the unity and disrupt it from the inside. This entire ending is so much, so much, so much goddamn better uh, than the theatrical cut, and I can't stress that enough. The team all has some good moments to shine. Anyway, when Barry nearly fails, we get a glimpse of Darkseid, Granny Goodness, and Desaad, and this was one part of the multifaceted sequel tease. Darkseid says, ready the armada. We're going to do this the old way. On Here's to the my thing. I, I miss the Joss version of Superman showing up and going, I'm here for, you know, truth, justice in the American way. Here I am, the Superman you know. Because this Superman shows up and basically just straight dominates Steppenwolf to the point where he's literally, like, shaving off parts of his head and just jacking him on the ground where it it, it feels very, like, we get it. You win. Yeah, and then, I, I, and then it ends in a way where, like, oh, it, Aquaman very violently stabs him through the chest. He gets punched by Superman and then beheaded by Wonder Woman. I'm like, well, that's he, a that's aggressive. He just guys. committed mass murder on Atlantean and Amazonian people. I just Meanwhile, don't care. I'm over it, guys. Place. Now let's just go. I get no, that. No, this is the uh, thing I'm over children. it now. No, it's not. No. It's a rated R movie. That's a that's it's a rated that's R, an Elseworld yeah. cut of a movie that wasn't supposed to be released. It's not for children. I would watch it as a child because that's what I yeah. did. So yeah, I watched no, Predator. I watched I, Commando. I, I watched all this shit. Yeah, I just don't care. And it's not gratuitous. I think I think what you're missing here, Captain Cash, not. is that yes, it is aggressive. But it's not gratuitous. It feels okay? gratuitous. It does not feel gratuitous. It it it's literally how you have to deal with fascists, um, and you, there's there's no talking your way out of this with this uh, character. And I enjoyed the fact that you did it with Dark Side as the audience. I thought that was a really neat twist, you know, to to the fight. It's not only are they fighting the bad guy; they're fighting the bad guy while his boss watches through the boom tube portal tv thing um i'm just really upset that i'm just really upset that elizabeth warren didn't get a, a speaking part there's just no difference between this or any of the stuff in any of these movies you come on here and love where yeah yeah, yeah i mean so Thanos gets his just, arm cut off and his head cut off yeah it's like it's yeah, and, and that's explicitly played for horror as a bad well, what, thing what about when no is it 
they... It is. Uh, except no, when Thor not. shows up and kills hundreds of things. Or when the lady gets run over. Like, dude, death is a part of these movies. Like, get used yeah. to it. People die. It's whatever. These are comic book yeah. movies. It's a splash panel. It looked awesome. Dark hey. Side steps on the head. It's sweet. So, you know, I, I said on my Justice League cut, the thing I most for, looked forward to in this movie was going to be uh, the arc with uh, Cyborg. And I was pleased with that. And I did also mention that I didn't like the way he treated Wonder Woman. I will say that as much as I didn't appreciate the Cyborg stuff, Wonder Woman was way more badass in this movie, aside from maybe some of her bad narration. But still, like seeing here with this, her with the sword and the shield was awesome. And Patty Jenkins should have taken notes from this because they could have used way more of that in Wonder Woman 84. I, I will say that there is absolutely a version of Wonder Woman that is a warrior that kills people. And I, I think that's a valid representation, and that's here in this film. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I you know, I, I really enjoyed her fight scenes. I think a lot of her action was good. Like, I cannot get enough of the electric violins and her banging her gauntlets together. Like, that, that from every time she does that for me, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. It felt I don't like, know why. I don't know. It's save so it awesome for the stuff that. you like the best. Because here's oh, okay, the epilogue. Okay, yeah. movie, yeah. movie ends essentially on a nice note. Cyborg comes to turn with the father he needed more from. Batman buys the bank. That's still in here. Aquaman heads yeah. to see Django Fett, the Hall of Justice. And Barry's not selling hot dogs anymore. Again, all the best stuff was already in this movie. I don't really get why they reshot most of it. Now, flash forward. Bruce Wayne is having a dream. Here's where reality gets cruel. The Luthor tease. Um, that's not part of the dream, but clearly for Affleck's movie. That was the plan. Affleck was going to fight uh, Deathstroke. It would have been awesome. We're not going to get that. That would have been cool. Listen, I'm, I'm here yeah, for so, Joe Manganiello, whatever he wants uh, to do. The dialogue's better there. So cool. um, I really miss the, don't you think we should have a league of our own? That was good. Yeah, except that wouldn't have made any sense in this movie. Like it was setting up a totally different movie, and but, what but would have been a better movie? Doom would have made a tremendous amount of sense. I'd have liked to have seen that, especially because it involved Deathstroke, who had a personal thing against Batman. And we get Black, we get Black Manta a year later in Aquaman. So a nightmare sequence, further foreshadowing the mistake of resurrecting Superman, which we caught a glimpse of in BBS. Uh, he succumbs to the anti-life equation. And Darkseid conquers the Earth. Uh, that's the Joker scene. That would have been the bulk of the sequel. Uh, you know, who knows? We don't know the numbers. We don't know anything. Honestly, yeah. Game of Thrones costs $15 million an episode in its final season. So that's nine, $80 or $90 million. $90 million for six episodes. So and I would split, argue it was equally disappointing as this. Okay. No. But, I mean, no. this didn't mean I've anything never, to you, I've never so watched that'd be a weird. single episode of Game of uh, Thrones, but I don't buy that for a second. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this is an excellent three-hour movie. Yeah. With four, and we got to see basically an unfinished edit of, with four hours of footage. I, I, so to compare this to the last season of Game of Thrones is not fair because that is a giant fucking failure. Like, it erased itself from the pop, the pop culture landscape instantly because of that. This is a much more successful bit of content. Like, this is a big deal, and it really, it, it, I think, to your point, uh, Thunderous Wizard on Twitter, yes, there are people at WB with a lot of egg on their face right now. Yeah, and uh, I uh, 
they should have it. And I think I think the uh, the big thing is right. I only brought that up because this movie cost probably two hundred million dollars before whatever. So if you split these into these two movies into four seasons, that's the money you need. There you go. Six episodes a season, $15 million an episode. It's totally friggin' doable, depending on the numbers this did. And uh, we'll talk more about that later. So uh, the movie ends with For Autumn, which is Zach's daughter. And so on a serious note, because she committed suicide, it's a tragedy. As a pod, I want to make sure that we stress how important it is that if you're suffering from depression, please seek help. Uh, it's okay to let people know that you're hurting. Uh, the internal struggle is is a real thing for a lot of people, including myself, and you don't have to carry that burden alone. Uh, we're going to post links to the AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Awareness, on our Twitter, along with where you can donate, and uh, I just recommend you do because... Oh, shit, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in therapy. Uh, it's a real thing, and uh, at the end of the day, like... Captain Cash and I can yell at each other. We can get heated about these different things. These are really trivial things that we're having fun discussing. These aren't problems in life. Like, if you're suffering, don't internalize that. Talk to somebody. Um, don't go through it alone. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not yeah. alone. Reach out. There's help. Yeah. There are people that care. All you have to do is find them. Yes. So, overall... Zack Snyder's Justice League, how many beers are required? I'll just start. Uh, I would say none. I've been waiting three and a half years for this movie. I'm very thankful that it, it came out. Uh, but four enjoyment beers, one beer an hour. Uh, Mary That's cheese. fair. Yeah, I mean, I would also say required beer drinking, zero. Um, it is long. It could be shorter. I mean, no real complaint, though, because the four hours go by so quick. Um yeah, a couple beers, beer an hour. So what you said, four. But I watched it without drinking any beers. And at the end, uh, during, I'd say, the last 45 minutes, I I did that thing where I stood and was watching it standing in front of the TV because our TV is above our fireplace. And my wife was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, I, I got to be closer to the television. <laughs> so, I mean. Base that as you will. Give it a beer an hour if you need to, but you don't really need beers to watch this movie. Yeah, Chumpsilla. I'm going to give this three beers. Um, I am shocked that anyone would call even a rough cut of this movie unwatchable. Um, I do think it could be cut down to a tighter three-hour movie without sacrificing any of the storylines for all the characters. Because It's got some redundant scenes, in my opinion. But it was a good superhero flick. It is a true sequel to BVS. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a travesty this didn't get you know, released in theaters. Uh, th this should have been the theatrical cut of the movie. I think at two hours and 45 minutes, this makes a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. actually inclined to agree there. Yeah, you know, I, I will admit, though, uh, you, you go first, though, Captain Cash. Give us your beer ranking. My, yeah, you know what? I it's four hours long. There's no way I can't give this six beers. Just it it's it's fair so based on length long. alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is not it's it's not bad. It drags in spots, and there's it stuff bogged you could, down. 
very easily cut. But, you know, there's how many other movies have we done on this film or on this pod that are four hours? I think none. Zero. Well, yeah, no, zero. <laughs> I've never seen a four hour movie. Usually before. we do really terrible movies. And I'm not like sure I can minutes. sit through a four hour, like, yeah. just shit fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, nine... just did, we just did Ghost Rider, and at an hour and a half, 45 minutes into it, I was like, this thing needs to end as soon as humanly possible. Oh, fuck that. I disagree. I, I still like <laughs> no, no, Ghost you're not, Rider you're Spirit not of Vengeance. You yeah, don't, don't, it was don't, 80 don't, minutes. It was quick. It was dumb. And I had a good time. the good name of Nicolas Cage here. Yeah, you have a huge Nick Cage boner. We got it. We all do. But you don't? <laughs> but not for them half-assing Ghost Rider. <laughs> Fair. But, but yeah, at four hours, I'm going to call this a six-beer film. Yeah. If, this was, if this was three hours... I'd have called it a four-beer film. Okay. Uh, okay. Listen, I'm not going to quibble with the beer count. I But how many are pain and how many are enjoyment? Eh, 50-50. Okay. At, I, at, I, again, at four hours. Like, if you, if they'd have filtered it down and removed some of the stuff that just feels overly long, there there's a version of this film that is better and faster, and it's like three beers. I, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I will generally agree with what most of the Twitter sentiment is: is that the four hours don't feel that much. If, like you know, if you're not sitting there tracking how much time on it, I mean, I watched it over the a half of a work day that I took off, and I didn't realize it was a four hour. Like I didn't, wa- I didn't sit there and be like, "This movie has to end. It's killing me." Like. It goes by fast for a four hour movie. It goes by at a pretty good clip, considering I watched it two and a half times. So oh, I, I, that's I've, a lot. I've seen it that's twice a lot. now. It, it, it uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's all good stuff. But I think, yeah, I think the, to it's, keep it, it's good stuff. But there's things you could cut to make a tighter film that would, yeah. get a release, and yeah. get that billion dollars. Yeah, oh, there's sure. there's no reason to to your point, Thunderous Wizard, and you've said this multiple times, and you're 100 percent correct in my opinion. There is no reason to shoot a lot of the stuff that Joss Whedon shot. There's so much usable footage here. Like you could you could have reshot a few things and come up with a different cut of this movie, and it probably still would have been fine. But what he did was just a complete hack job. I I can only imagine he was paid per scene or per percentage of the film he reshot. Because there's almost no excuse to reshoot much of what he did. Now, that's an interesting theory. Captain Cash has said there's scenes like the save one. I get that. But that's one very isolated scene in a number that's like, why did this happen? So I I, I would say if they kept, if they somehow snuck that lasso scene back in a little. I love the Aquaman sitting on the lasso scene and it's not here. Well, well, Zack Snyder doesn't do comedy and, that's just what you're in for. I mean, you're not going to get a comedic take yeah. on a Zack Snyder film. He, but Zach, like, he does the had, jokes, if you, but if you, you don't get some, a straight-up comedy scene. You're right. If, if you snuck something like that back into this movie, it'll, it would only add to it. But is it necessary? No. Um, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our beer buddies over at Hop Nation USA. And when we come back, we've got some lingering questions about Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
justice has been served. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. So welcome back to our 102nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Will Bam Entertainment. And we're talking Zack Snyder's Justice League. We've got some lingering questions. Uh, the first one, these are going to be quick fire because we want to get into our quiz and everything else. Better or worse than the theatrical cut? We'll start with you, Mayor McCheese. Uh, it's definitely better. Next. Uh, Chumzilla. Yeah, better, 100%. Uh, Captain Cash. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to dissent here. It's, it's better than the theatrical cut, no question. Yes, I agree with all of you. It is a much better film to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't get heart. it. Better action, uh, yeah. more cohesive story. Period. So that leads us right into our second question, which is, in retrospect, should they just have let Zack finish his vision and then proceeded on to a fresh universe or said, hey, this is a side of the multiverse. Here's what we have going on over here. Uh, I 100% think they should have because with the multiverse concept, this is an Elseworld. Like, what he was going for is an Elseworld, and I like it. And I'm probably the one who loves it most, but Captain Cash. I n- no this this isn't an else world. This is your main continuity movie stream. This needs to be pretty straight up the middle. Everybody gets it. Everybody has a great time with it. That's not what Zack Snyder did. So no. If this is your launching point, probably not the best way to take it. But I do think it would have behooved them to just let him finish it because there was enough fans, obviously, that loved what he was doing that they said, hey, let's go. But there were enough other people that went, hey, this sucks, and stayed away from Justice League because they saw BVS. I, I, you know, Mario raised that point. I I have a quibble at that point because I, I think that in itself is a little bit revisionist, but... That's a discussion for down the line. Chumzilla. It's clear the studio should have let Zack Snyder finish his film, but I will take Captain Cash's side on this. I think it's kind of problematic to try to call a Justice League movie an elsewhere story. This is your bread and butter uh, property. This is a this is a triple A property for Warner okay. Brothers so, and for DC. So I would not. I'm just saying strategically i wouldn't burn your first justice league movie on an else world's tangent and i don't think they did i don't think they did maybe i'm just I saying i, I it wouldn't, properly I wouldn't, because i wouldn't market is, it that way is what i'm saying this is the more popular justice league movie by far yeah yeah it's more well I reviewed mean, then what you've had well then one movie cut by whedon yeah. and one movie cut by snyder that are the same movie it's one a one b yeah these aren't the same uh, movie. These are not the same movie. No, Even they're not. They're not, they're not, but they're the same franchise. And one of them, and this is a much lighter film than BBS. It's a much more uplift, uplifting film. There's a lot of heart to this movie. There's heart to BBS too, but in different ways. Uh, yeah. All the characters here have a real payoff. This is a good Justice League movie. So maybe Elseworld isn't the best term, but... Sure. 
Uh, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. I like this vision. Let him finish it and then move on to what you're doing. But obviously look, people look, look. that directed other movies liked it too. Like Shazam explicitly references these characters. Yeah, these and, characters. And let's, let's be very, very clear here. I don't think anybody on this pod has a problem with Batfleck. I don't think anybody has a problem with Henry Cavill. I think we're all comfortable with Momoa as Aquaman and Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Like these are good actors who fit the roles. There is a foundation here for a for a continued universe. Like there's n- and, and Ezra Miller is, is great as the Flash, and let's not give Ray Fisher, uh, 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 let's not ignore him. Let's give him his credit. These are good actors. They played the roles well. I think they all have. Theoretically, they should all have futures. And honestly, I think that's probably the biggest travesty here. Had we gotten the Snyder cut, you know, truncated, trimmed down, tightened up in theaters, I think, you know, all of those characters have distinct futures in a connected universe with DC. Like, yes. I think that, I think this is literally the delineating point for whether or not this version of the DCEU continues on. The fact that they decided to go to Joss Whedon. That basically killed everything Zach had set up, which is a disappointment because we just saw how well it can work together if executed properly. And just for the record, the Superior Wonder Woman movie is the one he helped write the story for. That was specifically built off of yeah, her and uh, BBS. And it's I, by I don't, far I don't, the better Wonder Woman movie. I mean, yeah, I don't know yeah, what Patty Jenkins but that is doing. Still shits the bed in the third, the third act. It's, it, it it drops off in the third act. It does not it, shit the yeah. bed. Every almost every comic book movie shits the bed in the third yeah. act. <laughs> Besides yeah, Endgame, yeah, it's it's totally fine, and it's it's very very good. Yes, McCheese. What do you think? What? <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking question was anymore. Oh, uh, do you think they should just let Zach finish his vision? And then yeah, you I, start fresh, or you just work off those uh, tributaries that have I know, mean, begun? Things are always fucked up in Hollywood, and everything has a dollar sign to it. But if you want to do this right, you give the dude the time and space to finish his movie and continue this universe. Because that's what the characters are built off of. And now that we see that, it's almost, I don't know, not an affront, not a slap in the face, but it's tough to process because you want to see what the possible futures would have been for the rest of this series instead of what happened, which was Whedon's Justice League and then, you know, a couple of individual movies and nothing. Yeah, um, and this that goes to because, as you said, like it, it felt like a slap in the face to me for sure, as someone who literally has a Batman versus Superman tattoo, that I didn't get that sequel. The other tough thing is that when you watch this movie, if if the only new scenes are really the nightmare scenes, they could have they could have chopped and screwed this thing down and released it as an actual Snyder cut. And that's what they promoted it as. And it wasn't what we got, which we did last time was the Josh stash cut. And it's not the same movie. It's not even close to the same movie. Not even close. Um, So here's, here's a good question. Uh, And Chum already mentioned it really earlier in the plot is what was one aspect of the cut you enjoyed the most. I'm ready for the nightmare sequence. And, 
I'm ready for the sequel. And I want to see more interplay between uh, Leto's Joker and Affleck's Batman. Uh, I love that scene in this movie. And I really love where it was heading, which is apparently, you know, we've all seen Jaws. They're going to go, they know Jaws is coming, right? This is the end. And, and Captain Quint gives the USS Indianapolis speech. It's them at the table drinking. And it's going to be Leto, Affleck, the Joker, and Batman talking as they're about to go on this suicide mission, this last-ditch effort to save the world, which is Flash going back through time to set the one thing right that went wrong, and that is them talking about the death of Robin in depth. Like, I wanted, I want to see that, and I want to see that movie. So I love the nightmare stuff, but really it's really Superman for me. I mean, everybody knows me, knows I'm a Superman guy. Chumzilla, we heard from you, really the cyborg stuff, really a lot of the backstory. Yes. Was yeah, what you enjoyed, I enjoyed the most that. about this cut, Captain Cash? It, what did you it, enjoy? It was a big improvement. The most about this cut. The biggest improvement on this cut was straight up Steppenwolf. They Wolf. gave you a villain that looked strange enough. He had like seven fingers on each hand. Oh, that was so weird. Like, and he's he's clearly shaped like an alien, which is such a better look than whatever we got in the Jostash League, where yeah. he was just. I, I don't like he was Generic. a yeah he was a PS2 uh, villain uninspired Diablo three fucking dungeon yeah. crawling yeah. crap no no now, the seven fingered hands was like the good kind of weird I was like oh that's so weird yeah and and clearly his his horns were built into his head like he looked yeah. he and looked the, menacing the and living armor the armor yeah. armor that was great uh, but, I mean McTeese. and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to use my time to build off of Captain Cash. The the actual storyline, as someone who's more of a lay person when it comes to comic book movies, the storyline in this movie, when it comes to Steppenwolf and Darkseid, was so much more intriguing because Steppenwolf actually, I gave a shit about his story. And I, I bought into it, and it made more sense. And then it made you buy more into dark side and thunderous wizard tell me his name the the one random in between that kind of came yeah Desaad. like all that stuff was so much more better done in this movie instead of the first movie where i asked you guys and i think i asked you on the last podcast one time i think one time in the last movie he mentions for dark side and then that's it there's nothing they just move yeah, on it's it's yep. His arc so, is embarrassing um, in the other movie. Can I ask you a quick question here, Thunder Wizard? When Cyborg is interacting with the Unity, I, I think is that when he fights? No, no. I think it's when he's in. He, it's when he has his uh, nightmare scene. When he has his nightmare scene, he attacks his family and he fights like three witches, right? Oh yeah, when he separates the mother box, we get the three crypt keepers. Or is that is it is it the boxes or his flashback? Which 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 scene is that? Because uh, that's the end. At the end, I thought that was the flashback. As Wonder Woman describes it, the Unity is going to try and mess with you. If you yeah. if you get into these boxes, they're more powerful than anything you've ever seen, right. and they're going to manipulate you. They're trying to draw him into this negative whatever so yeah. the, the unity is complete and he sees it for what it is, which is 
it's bullshit. You're lying to me. It's right. And you see like the three like dark figures with long hair that he struggles with. Are those the three witches that we saw at the beginning that are bringing the mother boxes to earth with dark side on its first assault? Yes. That's my so interpretation. I yeah. Okay. Well, that, well I, I, I drew the parallel. Hey, there's three of them. There's three boxes. Okay. So those are like, those they're are the three like witches. They're the possessors of the, the mother box. Um, gotcha. Okay. I think this might be unanimous, but which character benefited the most? Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah, or, Wonder yeah. Woman a close second. Or the Flash. No, I, I disagree. It's it's Cyborg with Steppenwolf a close second. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. No, I'll give Steppenwolf Even Silas Stone would benefit, I think, a lot from this guy. Yeah. No. That son of a bitch can't stop creating Skynet. Yeah. That's just like his whole thing. I mean, my, he loves my gym. killer robots. My general comment in humanity is I really hope that they cut a lot of Cyborg stuff for another reason other than his feud with the WB because there's no reason for that. It's a good character. He's a good actor. Uh, I hate to break the uh, break the bad news. Gotham Roast. Uh, he's literally now cut out of the Flash movie because of his beef with the studio and for outing toxic work, workplace bullshit. Which that is sucks. I mean, that, that yeah. sucks. That's stupid. And, you know, anybody who's seen this, whether you loved it or you were like, oh, it's okay, this dude deserves to be in these movies. This was his big break. So imagine, like, this He's is a your... good actor. I mean, there's, there's, there, you, you can't find one thing wrong with his acting. Yeah, no, he's movie. very good in the this, role. This is your big break, and you work with a guy you love. So, like, he loved Zack Snyder. He had a great time. He loved the whole cast. And all of a sudden, that guy has to step away, and your first big break turns into a living nightmare, and it sucks. And the moment you speak out, they try to bury you. That's a that's a real friggin' problem with Hollywood, and it's total bullshit. Yeah, I hope there's repercussions from the success of this. I hope this I hope sends so. shockwaves through WB. I also hope it just proves like, hey, like you don't need to go to theaters, and. Uh, you can do the streaming thing because, shit, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and you can do big projects that's... there. And that leads me to the big question: Is do we get sequels to this on HBO Max, or do we, we get should. some other project using a version of this? I think comics would be very likely, but boy, do I, th- I do think we're going to get a sequel on HBO Max. I do, in my heart of hearts, I... I do. I always thought we'd get the Snyder cut deep down, and we did. And I, I think we're getting sequels. Well, just to be, just to take a quick aside here for a second, I think, you know, Captain Cash, I want your opinion on this too. I think I am personally, you know, somewhat shocked about how well the Snyder Cut turned out. Like, I assumed that it existed. I know some people questioned it, but I'm like, no, clearly this guy shot a movie. I am shocked and impressed as to, uh, to how well it turned out. Like, th- this is, this exceeded my expectations for the Snyder Cut. And because of that, I think it definitely deserves a sequel. Like this, this needs to continue on. I don't know if it's possible at this point. I mean, I know Gal Gadot and Cavill are down, uh, Ezra Miller's down, Ray Fisher, if he can get onto the WB lot, would be down. But, you know, Batfleck might be gone. We might have lost Batfleck. But this deserves continuation. Like, there's this is legit. Like, I, I would like to see the next chapter in this story. Um, and Captain Cash, I mean, do you agree? 
I mean, do, do you want to see what comes next? Because I know you were real skeptical even about the existence of the Snyder Cut. Yeah, so this. I stand by. No, the Snyder Cut didn't exist. That's why they spent $70 million to complete the no, Snyder no, Cut. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's VFX. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's VFX. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, VFX. You, like, listen, you get your, you get your chance to say your piece. Let me say mine. But you sure. have to be right. It was a factory cut without VFX. So it exists. Yeah. It did exist. Like, that's not the same the as it existing. That's, no, you you're just... moving the goal poster. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It existed. Like, what do you think they would have done Like in the in the next eight months until the release? They would have finished the VFX. Instead, they're like, oh, no, you're fired. And now we're going to reshoot everything. Yeah. Like, and the, the movie's only thing done. They, the only thing they reshot for it was your nightmare scene, Joker. Like, Which it existed. terrible. Uh, it was awesome, dude. It, it was awesome. No, I understand the quibble. See, 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 here's the difference between me. It was awesome. I agree with him. I, I don't understand the nightmare concept. Like, it confuses me. But I'm not, like, offended by it. I'm, I'm like, deeply offended by it. I, I'm but not offended why are you deeply offended by anything? It's comic books, dude. Like, yeah, I just don't get it. It's comics. So, but, but, like, weird but, but shit happens. claim it didn't exist. It clearly existed. They finished it and polished it for yeah. release. It was all it was missing was post production work. Yeah, including the V the VFX, and and yeah, and so Zach Zach Snyder had some money left over and and. and Got to have some fun and, and, and you know, this nightmare thing. I think is his pet project because okay, it's Zack Snyder. He must be edgy and, and there and was a nightmare, it. but the Joker wasn't in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He just wanted to expand on it yeah. for fun. So, yeah. so you, so yeah. I'm sorry. You can you can believe that Trump won the election, but he didn't. It's okay? again, none this, of that is the same thing. This not there. You know, there Snyder wasn't clearly there wasn't existed. a place on the shelf where they just taken it off and gone. Here's your Snyder cut. It was yeah, yeah. yeah it, it dude, it, it it's like been, any it other movie. It's a it's a factory cut of a movie. Yeah, it would have been. It's done. VFX suits. They hadn't had it's, their rigging. They, they done weren't yet. reshooting what, 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 and like doing things. Like you, you're misunderstanding. Like when he left in March, no movie would be done with eight months till release. But the cut of the movie that he showed them, which he showed them a cut, which was with the unfinished VFX, they said this is unwatchable. Or bringing on Joss Whedon. Da, 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 da. Like, do you, if Joss Whedon showed a cut with eight months till release, it wouldn't be done, but it's still a cut. There's a fucking three and a half hour Joel Schumacher cut of Batman Forever, and fuck yes, do I want to see it? Because it's his fucking cut. You know this, man, in your hearts of hearts, dude. They, they show unfinished movies and test screenings all the time. Yeah, no, I know. I've been a part of those audiences. Uh, again. Right. So so th this was literally at that stage. This was at the unfinished test screening stage, and they pulled the plug before finishing it, and then they f and then and then they gave them $70 million to finish it. Like, I think you're getting really hung up on semantics. It's a weird hill to die on, and you're just flat out fucking wrong. So, like, we're not going to perpetuate the big lie that the Snyder Cut didn't exist. This is definitive proof that it fucking existed because there's no way they could have finished it for $70 million if it didn't exist. It's just not possible. You have to admit that. Like, like this is, this is getting to like weird territory here. So Captain Cash, do we get a sequel series? No. And I hope not. I, I don't feel like there's enough wrong with this still in its DNA 
that we don't need to move forward with this. So do you not we, want me to have any joy in my life? It, you can still no. have Superman oh. movies. You can still oh, have can Superman I? Because they reboot them every Batman fucking movies. ten years. It sucks. So Listen, uh, listen I'm sorry that WB has terrible instincts, but Lois, or Lois and Superman seems to understand what it is to be that. We just need that, you know. Well, so did Superman Returns, and they rebooted that shit, so. Uh, no, 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 no. Nobody liked creepy voyeur Superman. Okay, all right. And we did that on the pod, <laughs> in case you're curious. <laughs> Superman <laughs> Returns. <laughs> so, let's get to the... Are we doing the Joker or the Penguin? What are we doing here? Yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's a combination of this. It's probably a combination. Yeah. Trivia time. This is the Not Us United Trivia Challenge. Gentlemen, this is a standard multiple-choice format quiz. I have assembled a series of questions relating to the actors portraying each of these awesome heroes. To chime in, let us poke fun at the movie I now erase from my memory with something's definitely bleeding. Can we also do I'm going to shoot or not? Yes, you can do that. Yes. That's a standard. That's fine. It feels like I just Joss Whedon dialogue. I just, just want to so. make sure. I just want to make sure. No, that's fair. Fair, fair. All right, uh, number one, Jason Momoa got his start on the beach classic Baywatch. Which character did he portray? Is it A, Jason Ioni? Is it B, Leon Rock Keawemahi? Or is it, is it C, Manny Gutierrez? Or is it D, Rookie Lifeguard? I'm going to shoot. Mary McCheese. I'm going to go with A. It is Damn. Jason Ioni. There was zero chance Momo was anything but Jason. I, I, I felt 44 like episodes. The, I felt like he was going to have the same name so he didn't screw it up because that's like a first-time actor thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. is. It really is. It really is. Uh, Damn it. Number two. It is one nothing. Mayor McCheese. Number two. When he appeared as Cyborg in Batman vs. Superman, it was only Ray Fisher's third film role. Essentially his big on-screen break, as we talked about. He did, however, nearly land a role in another huge movie series. Which one was it? Was he A, Duratan in Warcraft? Was he B, Finn in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens? Was he C, T'Challa in Captain America Civil War? Or was he D, the past T-1000 in Terminator Genesis? I'm, gonna shoot. Shoot. I'm giving that to Chumpzilla. I believe it's... Is it B, Finn? It is Finn from Star Fuck. Wars. It That's is Finn. That's what I had. Yeah. It Interesting. is Finn. Interesting. So it is one to one. Chumpzilla and Mayor McCheese, one to one. Number three, shockingly, Batman vs. Superman is not Henry Cavill's worst-reviewed movie. Mm. Each, each of these is also hovering around or below 30%. But which one is the lowest? Is it A, Hellraiser, Hellworld... Is it B, oh, no. Namus, oh, no. or Nomis? Is it C, Tristan and Isolod? The hell are Isold. these movies? Tristan and Isold. Whatever. Is it D, The Cold Light of Day? Are these real movies? These, are, these are real movies. I'm going to shoot? Did Did you say it, Captain Cash? I'm going to shoot. Did. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think Captain Cash. Captain yeah. Cash was first. I, D? It is The Cold Light of Day. Ah! <laughs> Wait, was, is he in Chris, Tristan and Isolde? He is. These wow. are all his movies. I saw that on a plane. Ah, like, what, the ah, what the fuck is that? I have is that no it's got idea. Franco. Franco uh, is Tristan. Uh, Franco, Franco the, the, the major or Franco the lesser? 
the 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 major the major oh, okay uh for the record the cold light of day is co-starring b-movie frequenter bruce willis who pod oh, listeners God. we will be dedicating an entire month to oh, coming geez. up Oh man, bring on the Hudson uh, Hawk. Four percent. The cold Hudson light of Hawk. day. Four for four percent. Let's go. Keep going. Number four, it is one to one to one. Gal Gadot served in the Israeli Defense Forces from two thousand five to two thousand seven. What rank did she attain while serving? Is it A the Alu- I'm gonna shoot. Sergeant? Well, no, hey, pod rules. Answers oh, come first. It. Yeah, answers come first. Is it A, the Aloof Mishnay? Is it B, Saren? I don't know if I'm pronouncing these correctly, so I apologize. Is it C, Samal? Beef up on your Israeli Or is it song. D, the Rav Tere? It would be Hebrew, for the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any Hebrew. So, so uh, I can repeat I'm, those if necessary. I'm going to shoot, or does... Captain Cash gets to go before me. No, oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. He, uh, he jumped the gun. What do you got, McCheese? Um, I'm just going to guess based on C. Correct. That is <laughs> also Sergeant. It's whatever the equivalent of Sergeant was. I, I didn't know which her one. Technical title is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. yeah Samal exactly. is Sergeant. Samal is Sergeant. So it is now two to one to one. Mary McCheese, number five. Which of these facts about Ezra Miller is not true? Not oh true. A, Definitely choke slams people. So whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can we? Go, yeah. Can we yes. avoid the choke slamming incident uh, that just happened? A. He's Kane's tag team partner in the WWE. No. <laughs> a. He's in a band titled Dumbledore's Bastard Brother. B. He dropped out of high school at the age sixteen. C, he's a trained opera singer. Or D, he owns a farm in Vermont and has four goats named Kathy, Betty, Patty, and Nozette. I'm going to shoot. Uh, Those all seem all extremely them? true. Yes. Uh, McCheese. A. Yes, he's not in a band called Dumbledore's Master Brother. He is in a band, but it's called Sons of an Illustrious Father. Such a fucking weirdo. He's that, so that weird. That seems worse somehow. I'm not. That yeah, seems worse. I mean, Hey, congratulations, Mary McCheese. Hey, we're, thanks. We're at three to one to one. Mary McCheese oh, is mo- probably going to win. More? <laughs> there's two questions left. There's a bonus. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's this so, question. I so, we were done. so I was celebrating your victory prematurely there, McCheese. I'm sorry. There's a tie possible that. because let me tell you guys, there's big things at stake. It's Mira's British accent. Wait, I win Mira's British accent? Yes. Get you get oh, to have an inexplicable 100%. British accent whenever hello, hello, you please. Hello, I'm Mira. hello governor. If we learned anything about the last episode, I'm better at a French or Russian accent than I am at a did, British accent. Did we learn that? Can I get Blake Lively's British accent instead? But Can that... I get Idris Elba's French accent? I'm offering. It's, e- it seems chocolate easier. Mousse. That was chocolate mousse. I'm offering all bad accents on the table. Okay. Okay. On the table. Let's go. Let's Number go. six. Long before he was Batman or even really angry and Geely, Ben Affleck starred in a commercial in 1989 for this fast food giant. Is it A. McDonald's? Is it B. Pizza Hut? Is it C. Burger King? Or is it D. Taco Bell? I'm going to shoot. Captain Cash. Seems like a Taco Bell kind of guy. Incorrect. Damn it. Mm-mm. That was Joel McHale. Oh, ho, ho. I'm going to shoot. 
Oh my god. That was <laughs> That was worth the entirety of this pod. Maintenant. Je suis uh, Guy Fontenot. Uh, wait, wait. I'm Guy Fontenot. It is... I am Guy Fontenot. What were, what... It's either A. McDonald's, B. Pizza Hut, or C. Burger King. Let's go with Burger King. Correct. Yeah. You got me on that one, McCheese. I knew that Such one. Such a bird so, king. That is yeah. a victory for Man McCheese. He can now I'm command all the bad accents he wants. But bonus point, who narrated the commercial? I have no idea. Think of an actor who narrated a very famous television show around this time. How the hell would like, I know? You know Peter that I have, I have zero memory. No. A very famous television show about I'll a person leave it to the other two growing to answer this up. question. I mean, it's clearly a growing pains thing, but I what? got nothing. No, no, no. What no. would you do if I no, sang no, no, out it's, 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 it's the guy from uh, Home Alone. Um, yes. And, and, and also from uh, Breaking Away. Yes. Uh, I can't think of the, his name, though. Macaulay Culkin? No, the, the yeah. not Culkin's Joe Pesci. Not, not, not Joe Pesci. <laughs> this not is Joe brutal. Pesci. The not Joe Pesci <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> <laughs> It's Daniel Stern, guys. Who the fuck is Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern narrated this commercial. Wet bandits. Not not the guys in the water sports. The guys that, that, never mind. Oh my god, I can't believe you guys didn't know Daniel Stern. (laughs) Especially when I started singing Breaking Away is a fantastic (laughs) film and everyone should watch it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our buddies at the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. And when we come back, it's just recommendations. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to our final segment of our 102nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wabam Entertainment. And this is uh, the finale to our Zack Snyder's Justice League episode. It is recommendations. Gentlemen, what do you have on tap this week? Chumpzilla. Yeah, well, hey, I'm going to give the obvious recommendation here, and that is go and watch the Snyder Cut. Download, sign up for HBO Max and watch this. Because I will agree with Mario's sentiments from the last pod. People need to, to sign up and watch this movie and show WB the, this, this franchise has a future. Because I think it does. Whether it's theatrical releases, whether it's a series, whatever. Go see this movie. And then on a side note, I'll probably wreck Captain Cash's recommendation. But check out Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That dropped today. Um, the first episode was pretty meh, in my opinion. But I really want to see what they do with the Flag Smashers. And uh, Zemo, and we got hey, we got uh, uh, Bartok the Leaper coming back. So, like, it looked good. Check those out too. I'm excited for that. I haven't watched that, but George St. Pierre, who I love, GSP baby, uh, Captain Cash. What's your recommendation? I mean, I mean, obviously watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but most importantly, uh, this this week was the very last. DuckTales episode we're gonna get. Oh my god. It it was the series finale. 
It was heartfelt. It was great. I watched it with my kids. It was fantastic. It's the last DuckTales. Enjoy the last DuckTales. Okay. McCheese. I don't care if you don't like it. I, I, it's not that we don't <laughs> like it. Not. It's that you've recommended it 167 I, times. I can't stress enough how good it is, though. You guys don't get it. Um, in, in pretty much the exact fashion you would expect from me, I'm going to remec- uh, recommend Stephen King's new book, Later, which is, I, I listen to it on audiobook. It is a quick listen. It's only like six and a half, seven hours long. Uh, it's very good. It's written in a different style than his normal writing, but it also circles back to a lot of um, old King-type terms if you will if you're a big fan of the it series like the deadlights etc but i mean quick and easy i mean i don't know how audiobooks pan out to physical books because i mainly only do audiobooks now but six and a half hours is not that much for him so i would highly recommend that uh and then i will also kind of go out on a random branch here and recommend we're in a weird shit part of our country, and it's mainly relating to uh, violent attacks against Asian people for absolutely no reason other than crappy people being in charge. So if you can, go out and support Asian communities where you can and kind of step up for that because it's stupid and it's un-American. And if you look at kind of the comic books we talk about like Captain America and Superman, all of them have the same rhetoric from like the 1970s that America's a super different place. And like, you should accept everyone who's not the same as you and welcome them into your community. And right now we kind of need that. Yeah. I'll tell you something right now, uh, Mary McCheese, Captain America only punches one kind of person and it's Nazis. Fucking Nazis. And, and fascists. Uh, Superman's been and, fighting against the Klan since the 1940s radio serial, uh, the Klan of the yep. Fiery Cross. So, yes, hate is not acceptable ever in any way at all. It's not acceptable. Yeah. So my recommendation is uh, Sound of Metal, because we watched this big budget movie for this pod. And this is a very small, intimate movie about a drummer going deaf and coping with the loss of his hearing. He's a heavy metal drummer. It's nominated for Best Picture. I'm rewatching all the Best Picture movies right now. Um, and Riz Ahmed is nominated for Best Actor. Yep. It's a, it's a very good movie. Um, it reminded me a little bit of The Wrestler in a way. Uh, uh, it's, it's good. And it really puts you in the shoes of somebody dealing with this new and scary world that they're navigating. So I, I think you'll enjoy it. It's free on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's I, got a lot of hype. Yeah. Double Wreck, I agree with Trumpzilla. If, if if you care at all about the Thunderous Wizard's fragile feelings, please watch the Snyder Cut. And uh, if you don't like it, who cares? Like, that's like, I watch stuff I don't like all the time. And then I'm like, hey, I didn't like it. Sorry. You're like Santa Slay. But, you know what? Stuff like this deserves to be seen because of what happened prior to it and who got screwed over prior to it i'm automatically jumping back in santa slay was a good fucking movie you can eat shit 
<laughs> oh my god! Did you James know that? Uh, shit. Did you know that they also cut Chris Katana the Snyder cut? So, <laughs> so I actually got in trouble uh, loosely the other day because I got Chris Katan confused with Rob Schneider because somebody's like, "Hey, have you ever seen Corky Romano?" I'm like, "Oh, the Rob Schneider movie? No, it's Chris Katan." I'm like, "Is there a difference?" Uh, yes. Uh... <laughs> Are you sure? Are we sure? Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so. Remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself at WriterTLK. You can find Captain Cash uh, when he's living in a society at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. On most Which is what media. we're all doing all the time. We live in a society. <laughs> I don't care. I love that God scene. I hate Leto. And uh, <laughs> you can find Chumzilla uh, at Chumzilla8 on Twitter. McCheese can be found at HBOF McCheese, also on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And be f- sure to like, share, and subscribe. And connect with us on social media to share your ideas for future episodes. I have received a few. Uh, in the end, listeners, if you can't bring down the charging bull, don't wave the red cape. Perhaps a lesson to be learned by the WB execs. We'll see you next week for the final entry in our Hops and Heroic Flop series with the uber angsty take on everyone's favorite rageaholic, Ang Lee's Hulk. Boo! Boo! Daddy issues for everyone! Hulk is sad. <laughs>